0: Hey, welcome to the Happy Ram Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends and my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ron Martin. Boys, this is our first recording sesh of a new year. Uh, we have new business ventures that we were just talking about off the air, but Piper, one old business partnership that we are that we that we still feel in love with, we still feel like it's the it's the first day together is Dwell Bible. Uh, Pipe, tell us about Dwell.
1: Listeners, it's the it's kind of the perfect time of year to check Dwell out because this is the time of year when everybody is, you know, both motivated and you know has residual guilt from their not finishing their Bible reading plans previously. So Dwell is an audio bible app. If you go to dwellapp.io slash happy rent, you can see there's a discount for our listeners. But just a couple of the things that they lay out to help people get into the scriptures, particularly at the beginning of the year. They have what is called a dwell daily plan. So that's 365 days of listening to get you through the Bible in a year. They have listening plans, which can walk you through different portions of scripture or different thematic things. They have a read-along option where you can, it's, it's almost like a karaoke lyrics where you can just read the scrolling words of scripture as you listen. They're working on uh, a children's Bible feature. So you can go explore all that. I don't need to get into all of it. Multiple narrator's Multiple Bible versions. But again, go to dwellapp.io slash happy You can see they have a thirty percent discount off of the lifetime subscription and a ten percent discount off the annual subscription. It's very affordable. Uh you can also give it as a gift if you know somebody who is who who would enjoy it, you can buy it and give it to somebody else as well. So go check that out.
0: Beauty. Great job, Pipe. We're doing a live show this spring too, aren't we? Is
2: is that a
1: we are. Details are in the works. Ronnie, any any updates on that?
2: Uh uh details coming. Details forthcoming. For, yeah. forthcoming.
1: Yeah, working That's on. It's going it. to be huge. What What we can say is that it will be in conjunction with the last together for the gospel. So, for those of you who are planning to attend that, or who are in the greater Louisville area, uh, it will be it'll be in conjunction with that. We usually do it on the front end, so right before that conference starts. Yeah. So, plan accordingly. We'll roll out details. Hopefully shortly.
0: We're competing with that other organization to book the Yum Center. So we hope to get, I think, a good a good response from the Yum Center here uh, any minute. And if that falls through, we will hold our event somewhere else. But uh, but yeah, looking forward to it, boys. Um, we got two things to talk about today, and they're both funny. Um, so I'm just going to dive into the first one by reading the text that Piper sent to the, to the show group chat. Uh, here it is. Another topic idea. How the heck did Chip and Joanna Gaines become a whole lifestyle? As my wife says, it's no longer keeping up with the Joneses. It's keeping up with the Gaineses. (laughs) Um, Chip and Joanna Gaines, entire lifestyle. I don't have a lot of experience with the Gaineses, except that like from time to time, I'll go into like a Michaels or a Hobby Lobby with my wife. And like, they have a little kind of streamlined book rack. And in the streamlined book rack, it's it's almost entirely full of books by the Gaineses and Tim Tebow. Like, this is the <laughs> reading wheelhouse that's, like, being promoted by... Baby,
2: I can't wait till they feature our book at Hobby Lobby's well, beginning yeah, this sure. August. Yeah, I'm, it's sure, gonna there's be there. yeah, I'm yeah. sure there's space. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be space. They're going to have to make here. space, is what I think yeah. they're saying. Yeah,
0: It's going to be a third way, you know, the Gaineses, Tim Tebow, and, and the new Happy Rant essay collection. So my question to you guys is this, like... In thinking about the Gaineses, just kind of this hot, slightly older, kind of aspirational couple, like in previous generations where there are sort of aspirational people like this, where they're not really famous for anything normal, right? Like they're not movie stars. They're not rock stars. They're not sports stars. They're just sort of aspirational people. Is this a thing that that happened in other generations? And if so, who were they? Um, mm. Pipe, weigh, weigh in on that first, if you would.
1: Yeah, I I, I was thinking about the same thing, kind <clears> of <throat> trying to think think about this by like celebrities by generation, and I feel like. I feel like this is the, qu- they, they, they were the, they're sort of, you know, how like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates kind of came along at the perfect time for the computing revolution, yeah. the personal computing revolution. The Gaineses came along for like fame revolution. Yeah, They were, they were the, the original influencers mm-hmm. where in previous generations, I felt like glamour was the thing, yeah. you know, there was, there was Hollywood celebrities, there was athletes and, you know, long fur coats and yeah. they were, they were sort of, the celebrities were other than us. Yes. Yeah, And the Gaineses got famous for being better at everyday life than all of us.
0: Well, yeah, and selling selling products whose implicit promise is you can be like us. Like buy this set of plates or buy this wallpaper and you'll be 4%
1: closer to being like us. Um, Yeah, you can have your very own Magnolia in like, I don't know, suburban New Jersey or something.
0: Yeah, which is a really weird business model. But it kind of makes sense based on how like stuff is done nowadays, um, and and so I want to ask Ronnie this. Pipe, you and I both live in Tennessee, so we're both kind of in the gainsified Mid South, where a certain percentage of their approach is like quote unquote Christianity, and I'm I'm definitely air quoting Christianity. Um, Ronnie lives in Ohio. Baby, what, what level of influence does the gains thing have up by you? Like, are they in your Michael's book racks when you, when you go to places like that?
2: Oh yeah, no, absolutes. I mean, I, I don't think it's, I don't think. It's cross colonization, right? I don't, I don't, they've, they've, they're Americana now. Okay. I mean, the gains are just, they're part and parcel with American culture. I Hmm. think, I think if you want to go back, you really could see the way like Martha Stewart kind of spearheaded this culture, this movement. Oh, yeah. That's an interesting one. Yeah. And I've forgotten that. And I think, I think what, what, you know, what Martha, I, I think sort of the, the cement that Martha Stewart laid as a foundation, the gains, you know, years later, again, with, with uh you know with HD TV, with podcasting, with the the ability to create a brand that like that can permeate the culture even more with even more influence than Martha Stewart ever had, and be a little yeah. bit younger and be a little <clears throat> more fluid and yeah. kind of have um and, and kind of really like dive into evangelicalism with it by just having a super positive message, everything squeaky clean. And yeah. even I mean even on top of that you know, even the way that they brand, um, you know, and, and the way they're able to get into wherever anybody's at, right? So whoever yeah. you are, whatever your budget, whatever your, you know, whatever, whatever your religious, whatever your cultural leanings, like there's mm-hmm. something that Magnolia has for you to beautify yeah. your life. But keep, but you know, kind of have that, but we're simple and we're just salt of the earth and we're, we're, we're beautiful people, but we're not that beautiful and yeah. we're relatable um and you can have you can have a piece of this you can feel like you're part of uh, of the of the magnolia home martha stewart kind of lacked that martha stewart was kind of promoted as a celebrity whereas the gains in you know in the current in the current way that we promote people and make everybody feel like they're part of the project the gains really fulfill that promise i think but i think it was i think it was spearheaded by martha you know that's a fascinating take. didn't
1: they get big didn't they get big off of like a, a one of those like do-it-yourself home renovation? Yeah, fixer-upper. Like, I think you said HGTV earlier. Yeah,
2: fixer-upper was the show. So and that's all it was. They just started okay. like they just started with some. I mean, man, there's been a million of these shows. Some of them, some of them, kind of hit. Most of them don't hit. Yeah, and they just had this show with this concept that absolutely hit. But I think it was because. Of Chip and Joanna, their personalities together. It, it wasn't really so much about the house and the yeah. fixing up of the house as it was the way that they interact together as a couple. And I mean, again, that's just they just be, they were just their own actors. They just became their own celebrities based on their personalities. Yeah. At the end of the day, have you have either of you guys watched the
0: program, like the original program that they mm-hmm. got famous for? You yeah, watched seen it. a couple of seasons. Yeah. How would you describe like? And I haven't watched it, so I'm I'm learning this through you now. How would you describe like their, their interaction with each other? Because I'm, I'm interested in this and this is, I think a 2022 thing, right? I I think we're just still in the middle of this being a thing. I'm interested in what it looks like when someone's like selling their marriage as the product, you know what I mean? Like typically our marriages tend to be kind of ours, (laughs) you know, um, and yeah. it's it's a thing that I enjoy with my wife. It's not a thing that I'm leveraging per se. Um, but when your marriage is the product, or your family is the product, what does that look like? Does it in
2: watching the show? Did it feel gross to you? Did it feel normal? No. It, is there? Uh, yeah. The, go. The bril- I think you know it's weird because I think it's such a great question. T. I, I think mm-hmm. the brilliance in it is that their dynamic is so. It whether it is or not. It feels so believable, right? Okay. So again, they they didn't really gloss it up. So you got mm-hmm. you got Joanna Gaines, who is more of this like she's you know she's on the laptop, she's the interior designer, she's the architect, and then yeah. you got Chip, who is the guy that comes from like a construction. He builds the houses, he does the <clears throat> demos, yeah, and he does he does all the the manual labor. So you have this partnership. And then in, in the midst of all the technical details, what you have are two people where you have Joanna who is, has a really great sense of humor and kind of does the, I have the crazy husband who's joking around all the time, who's never serious, but gets the work done. And I'm doing yeah. all the eye roll stuff, but I love him because he's cute and he's, he's so darling and he actually really yeah. loves me and cares for me. But uh-huh. they never do anything in kind of a, in, in sort of that like, overly syrupy kind of gross way it kind of they're they're there to do a job and they do it with a level of interaction that looks believable but also looks you know kind-hearted and it looks like they love each other they support each other (coughs) and so i man it's just it's almost like something you can't make up in a way um and it's something where you know the dudes you know the the dudes you know he's not all glossy he's not all glossed out and she she kind of isn't either in some ways so they they make sure that they're believable in terms of what they're wearing and how they're um how they're functioning dude so i yeah yeah
0: no um i actually came up with the analog for this in another generation as you were as you were talking it was Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. Dude, I
2: mean that's probably a good. That's probably a good yeah. Analogy. Like yeah.
0: basically, we're a married couple in real life. We have a show in which we're a married couple. We're we're like a better, more functional version of what we are in real life, and we're selling it. And that's the product, right? The product is what does our family's life look like together. Um, and the televised version is not all that different from the real version. It's just better. It and, and, and it's not like Oh, sorry go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, they divorced like Lucille Ball filed for divorce the day after their show ended. Um, which is fascinating and kind of dark. But uh what were you going to say,
2: baby? Well, cuz it's like you could like you could kind of look at the gains right? And you could go, well, would they exist without the Kardashians in a sense? yeah But it's it's different than the Kardashians because again, they're they're not they're not quite as beautiful. Yeah. And they're not and again, where the Kardashians are kind of showing all of the scandal and all of the super dysfunctionality, yeah. like the, the gains, the gains don't tip over into either of those things. They're not saying everything's the greatest thing that ever was, yeah. um, but they're also not showing you, you know, you know, sort of the underbelly of, of any sort of sense of dysfunction that, yeah. that exists maybe in their relationship. Well, so it's this really weird, and, it's just really weird. Like, And comedy. they're
1: not... <clears throat> They're not doing the sort of unattainable wealth thing. Like one, uh-huh. I think one of the greatest appeals to them is when you watch them, you're like, "Oh, I dress like that." Like Absolutely. That guy wears flannels and ball caps and jeans, yeah. not you know, four thousand dollars suits just to sit around the house or something. You know, there's the 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 point of the Kardashians is you can you can get a peek behind the curtain of a life you can Absolutely. never have, hundred yeah. percent. And the Gaineses are like the opposite of that they 're like we 're going to we're just there are no curtains. look this is you know with a little bit with a little bit of hustle and a little bit of charm, you two can be just well like
2: you know us. it's so that 's so true pipe and it 's like I have friends that have you know been in Texas on vacation they 've gone to Magnolia, Gaines have been hanging around they 've sent me photos that they took with Gaines. And, you know, they've had 10-minute conversations with them, and they go, you know, again, it's all perspective, right? But it's like, uh-huh. dude, I swear they they were exactly like they were on the show. Chip was uh-huh. crazy. He was super funny. He asked me a bunch of questions. Now, again, I, I mean, that's, that, that's, you know, you can't take that to the bank, right? Um, but at the same time, even their public persona, they're accessible. People can get to them, and they haven't put themselves on a pedestal where it's like, oh, man. You know, it's it's like I'm never going to meet Bono, and I'm never going to meet Chip and Joanna Gaines. You know, it's yeah, they haven't gotten yeah. them, they haven't put themselves on that pedestal or gotten to that level. Maybe they will someday, but they're so accessible, and I think that's the word for me with them, and it's why people love them because they feel like, hey, if I live next door to them, and by the way, I might be able to, we'd probably be best friends. And that's what yeah. you kind of want to. That's that's relatable. You kind of want to know that and see that. Piper, my question to you is. And and
0: and you've been listening for a long time, so if there's other aspects that you want to talk about, then by all means do it. But I wonder if there will ever be like a a Christian Chip and Joanna Gaines. I mean, maybe they are the Christian Chip and Joanna Gaines. But what I mean by that is like a like a a ministry Chip and Joanna Gaines. This couple that like platforms themselves.
1: Oh, you mean like you mean like real marriage?
0: What's real marriage? I live under a rock.
1: Uh that's Mark that's that's Mark and Grace. Driscoll. Oh
0: okay. Yeah 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 yeah. But you know what I mean though like like a a pa- maybe a pastor who's like the right age so maybe he's like 38 or like 41 or whatever and the right amount of hot his wife's the right amount of hot and they they begin to sort of uh do this this thing
1: um I I feel like that's see I, I that's going to happen. I don't think it'll work. I don't think it'll work the same way in ministry circles because because you just ha- you have different like angry divisions huh. and there's a huge there's a huge chunk of the church that if the wife is involved yeah they're out yeah you know like if if the husband and the wife are co. Sponsoring, co leading, co teaching anything. They're just out. They're like, I don't want to hear from her. You yeah. Know, that's not, you know, no women on stage kind of thing.
0: Well, I mean, and, it would never work in they, any tribe in which there's any level of thoughtfulness. So it'd have to be, yeah. Well,
1: or, or or, like just sort of staunch rigidity. They, you know, somebody's going to be like, they're not Calvinist enough, so I'm not going to listen to them, even though they're really, you know, kind and gracious and probably have enough, to, you know, a fair amount to offer us. Mm. I think probably within certain denominations, there probably are these kinds of, of couples, you know, husbands and wives are sort of looked to. The other weird thing in the church world is like people aren't looking to the gains as explicitly for uh, like how to live life as much as they are sort of like they're inspiring. They're fun. We could be positivity
2: is all it's turned into all
1: positivity. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then, but, but people look at ministry leaders and like that turns into, you know, know, as we've seen sort of a a weird idolatry type of thing where people just sort of thoughtlessly follow, like it's, I'm not sure. I'm not sure setting people up for that sort of fame in the ministry world. Is ever a good thing, and I don't think it'll work. Oh yeah, it'd be so terrible I, for sure. <coughs> you know, the, the best bet is somebody who becomes sort of next generation of gains is who is a committed Christian and honestly, I don't know anything about their faith. They may be. Somebody's probably gonna email us and be like, they're wonderful Christian. No, people. the Gaines are the,
2: the Gaines um, are the Christian version of what you're talking about. They are.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah There's just where you just sort of you, you sort of get the the infusion of values into everyday life
2: yeah i mean it's exactly what it is that's kind of our best but you know it's funny like when you read because we get their magazine right they have a magazine which is actually pretty good and um but when you get it um it's what it's turned into which is what it has to turn into is i mean they do have a faith um but again man anything anything that we would say could potentially be a polarizing comment or something that would push a particular people group and make them feel like they're not, you know, it, it, it's you know they're not being inclusive enough, you know, all or you, all of those things. It's it's really tr- like when you read the magazine, it's fascinating because they write articles and they have all these quotes. And again, they're not bad. Some of them are really good, actually. And they're really thoughtful, and they're not they're not positive to the point where they ignore real life or pain or any of that, right? So it's very thoughtful, but. It's. I mean, none of it. You're not going to see anything that's going. I mean, it. 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 Man. It. It takes a very like narrow path right through the middle of anything that could potentially be offensive. So, I mean, they're. You know, it they're not necessarily to. saying the Lord Jesus Christ. You yeah. Know, right. Right. Because because they have yeah. probably have a large. They're using defense. the word yeah. faith. Like they're using you the have word to faith. Have faith, right?
0: Absolutely. You know, lean on your faith. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, they've probably got like some. You know, 28 year old in their office giving it a scrub for, you know, whatever, whatever the current social issues are. And I mean, it it is masterful. They've, they've succeeded at being public white people for 15 years now. That's remarkable. That's a really great run.
2: Um, and they're not in trouble. They haven't gotten in trouble. I think there was some financial stuff that popped up a couple years ago, but I think other than that, they've, they, they, man, they're obviously, Man, they got some. They got some good PR people because they never yeah. say anything wrong.
0: Yeah, it's, ma- it's a magnificent PR job. Um, now he, here's a question. We don't want to get on this road, probably, but maybe just for a minute. You you know how uh, how to say this? Look, like a year ago, there was the expectation that if you were any kind of a public person, you were weighing in on a couple of social issues, and if
1: I was, yeah, I was just about to, I was just about to ask yeah. similar. So I, if you, I'm glad if you
0: didn't weigh in on it, maybe you were the worst. If you did weigh in on it, maybe you, the, you were the worst. If you weighed in on it in the wrong way, you were the worst. What, how did they handle that? Um, Pipe, do you have any insight on like, you know, and and it's not like anybody's sitting around waiting for the Gaines's statement on like
1: uh, black lives matter or whatever, but like, how did they handle that? Um, I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know how they. Ronnie probably has a better idea of, of how they handle it. My my impression, and I think this is how they have kind of survived spotlessly, is that they understand really well how to stay in their lane. Yeah, that's a good word. Their lane is their lane is you know it's lifestyle. It's you know it's there's, there's sort of it's home life kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> they're not spokespersons for any movement on any side of political or controversial issue, and uh yeah, and I think I think they probably also I don't know if they had PR people or mm-hmm. or I'm sure they have PR people, but or if they just have a real keen sense of like yeah, the moment we get near that, we lose a portion of our customer base. Yeah. You know, they've got a bunch of They've got a yeah. bunch of like 60-year-old 60-year-old Republican ladies who love their stuff. Yeah. And then they've got young uh progressive leaning moms who love their stuff. They're like, "We touch this, we're losing." We're losing money. Dude, they're like so, Michael Jordan. We're just, you
0: know, Republicans buy shoes yeah. too, and
1: so here's some, so here's some shiplap and a smile, and yeah. off we go.
0: Yeah, no, nah, it's brilliant. You know, I mean, if what you want
1: to do is, is sell it's, shiplap, it's, it's pretty brilliant. It's what I wish every other brand would have done for the last three years. Well, yeah. Like, <sighs> You know, I going to go why, there. Why do we need Under Armour or Nike or whoever to speak into political issues? Like, I just want shoes, man. I, I just want I my shoes. Please. I just wish yeah. we sold
2: shiplap. I wish we did, too. I maybe. wish we were just a ship lap company. I don't know why we're doing podcasts. We should be selling ship lap. Why
0: aren't we one? Why don't we have a we should have a happy rant shiplap. I bet Josh I, is. I mean, I know Josh listens to the program, which is what I like about him as a as a merch partner. Uh, he's also a listener. He was a listener first. Um Josh, if you're listening, and I know you are, like, let's get on a shiplap design. And I've viewed the prices on our website. They're not cheap. Okay. So that's going to be some higher end shiplap. Like you're going to, you're going to have to open the checkbook for it.
2: 100%. Uh, What's well,
1: because it's high quality stuff. It's going to be gonna worth gonna it. We're going to do shiplap. shiplap. Like, yeah, this,
0: let's do it worth buying. This, this isn't junk. Hey, can, can we do a second on the etymology of shiplap? Was it like used in ships? I, I cause you know I like nautical wharf stuff and I'm I'm I can't believe I've never put this together now. Like how is it used originally in ships? Do you
2: know this, baby? Baby, I have no clue, but that <laughs> sounds potentially like the funniest thing I've ever heard. Like could you could you make a ship out of it? I mean, I mean I want this app to be called like shiplaps how we used to make ships.
0: Yeah, etymology of shiplap, maybe that's the the title. But uh yeah, I'm I'm just interested in that.
2: But I have no idea. I just know that I just know that you know we're we're getting ready to do all this rebuilding at our church and that's all we're going to be using. But you know what? Maybe now we're going to be ordering it from the Happy Ranch Ship Lab Company. I hope so.
0: I mean, New Year, new project.
1: Maybe we could just maybe we could just partner with Chip and Joanna Gaines and just kind of you know we could give them a boost. They could use it. They don't have the they don't have the largely Caucasian reformed uh, audience. Oh, and I'm sure they uh, 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 on
2: lock. Quite I'm really. sure they never get any requests. They, they need for partnership ever. I'm sure. <laughs> maybe. Uh, I'm sure maybe nobody they, wants to do anything with them ever. <laughs> maybe they
0: could get us that coveted. Uh, shelf space on the in the little book <laughs> rack at Michaels. Baby, you know, do you think do you, to, you
2: think they'd appreciate a couple of high class guys like us trying to move in on their shiplap I, industry? I think,
0: they, I think they might. I think it might be time, um, dude. Every time I walk by those and I see like you know Tim Tebow's annual monthly new book, I just think all that Tebow ghostwriting money could have been mine. It could have been
2: yours. It was almost mine. You know who else yeah. I've seen on there? I've seen a little. Uh, I've seen a little Paul David trip. Uh, on the old Hobby Lobby. No, show. not on oh, the Hobby Lobby, dude. Yeah, no, his uh, his his million selling, you know, daily de- devotional book is is always there. Like they have the like the faux leather version. Oh, the, of the Paul David trip, the new morning. Monday yeah, yeah, one? yeah. And they've got one that comes with like biscuit That's, recipes, biscuit and, recipes, you know. faux leather, and yeah. like ideas for gifts for like your grandmother in twenty two. <laughs> you know, I love.
1: Dude, it. if if you follow Paul Tripp... On if you follow Paul Trip on like Instagram, he he is like an artistic games. Mm. You know, it's oh, it's dude. sunsets, it's craft bread, it's like everything. There's just dude, a, he's an like an artisan. Co- yeah. Well, not only that, but like he's a he's a lover of like beautiful and delicious things, and he loves to make them, and he loves to take pictures of of dude, them being made. So yeah, you look at him, you're like, oh, not only does he sell millions of copies of books. The man probably makes the best, like, bacon-wrapped pork tenderloin, you know, with a side of smoke asparagus of anybody you've ever and, met. And dude, his wife,
2: like, owns an art gallery, too, like in downtown Philly. I mean, yes,
0: they yep. he like was 30 they, years younger, they'd be insufferable hipsters. I mean, he's got the much. mustache. He's got the look at what I'm doing kind of approach. Like, if he was
1: 35, we would hate him. And in photos, sometimes well, see, he looks
2: 35. Is, so it's all good,
1: you know. It doesn't. It doesn't have the look at what I'm doing vibe as much as the like you can tell that he's enjoying it. Like somehow he manages to not posture as much as like it's almost like an invitation. Like I wish we could all eat this
0: with That's the magical sweet spot of like performative social media life. Like I think if you look like you're enjoying it and it doesn't look exactly performative, you have a shot at people not hating you. But they they probably will hate you anyway. But um, I don't know. It's it's a it's a really narrow bullseye. You know what I mean? Like, but when when you yeah. see it being done well, like I feel like you you recognize it. You
2: Baby, know? that is a great title for a, for our second book. They will hate you anyway. They'll probably hate you
1: anyway. Colon <laughs> life in twenty twenty two. I love it. Uh, oh, isn't that just like the name of John MacArthur's ministry? Pretty much. <laughs>
0: Hey, if, if there's a book in it, uh Kyle, if you're listening. Um <laughs> and I know you aren't, uh reach out. Uh boys, let's do a minute on this other thing. Speaking of writing. Um this is oh, a very a helpful transition. Wow. Yeah, very helpful Beautiful. tweet from someone in the academic writing community, which they're always a pleasure to hear from. Um Piper, you sent this along. I don't know who this person is, and maybe you don't either. Um here's the tweet, and we'll discuss it academics, colon, get into a serious writing routine this year. I suggest 4,000 words a day, 300 days. That's 65 days off to revise. He's a, a sweetheart for giving you the 65 days. Yeah, I appreciate that. I feel good yeah. for that. <laughs> let's do the math. 300
1: times. He didn't give you 65 days off. He gave 65 days to, to revive, revise, which is the worst part of writing. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's do the math. Uh, we're We're still in the tweet here. 300 times 4,000 equals 1.2 million words. How many articles? Question mark. 1.2 million divided by 10,000 equals 120. So if you really wanted to, you could put together 120 articles a year. Academics. And boy, would the reading world benefit from that. You know, I mean, what a joy to...
1: Has the Gospel Coalition hired this guy <laughs> as their managing editor? Yet? Yeah, yeah. That's
0: got to be coming. Um, meanwhile, teaching quality would just plummet. It would get even worse than it already is if all these academics tried to write 4,000 words a day. So you guys are writers. Um, we just finished a book together, a little flex. Um, how would this work for you? Like, have you... Let's start here. Have you ever written 4,000 words a day? Um, Pipe, let's start with you and then we'll we'll hear from Ronald.
1: I Maybe twice, maybe three times. Yeah. Like, you know, one of those, one of those, I have a deadline. I'm probably past my deadline to get a manuscript in, you know, so I have to knock out two chapters mm-hmm. in a day or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, like it's, well, I should say, I'm sure I've written 4,000 words in a day many times. Half of them usually <clears> get deleted and then there's, you know, two to 3000 that stay, you know? Um, but yeah, this is, this is not, this is not my method of writing. And I can only do this much if it's one of those miserable days where I spend like eight or nine hours writing, which I hate, I hate doing that.
0: Yeah. Baby, what about you? 4,000 words a day? How's it feel?
2: I mean, dude, I don't know if I've ever done that. I think there was probably a moment where I realized I was late on a seminary paper Uh that was, that needed to be 4,000 words. And I had to crank it out in a day or something like that. But I mean, you know, dude, I get, I I mean, I get three to, I I probably have about three hours of writing in me on any given day. And after that, I'm just kind of done. So I, unless I'm forced to do it and then, and then the quality is going to suffer. So if it's like a paper, (laughs) who cares anyway? But if it's like something that you're going to publish, you know, man, that's just not going to, it's not going to happen for me. If it's a paper,
0: if it's a paper, who cares anyway? Exactly. There's the there's the like pull out quote
2: from Ronnie Martin. Yeah, Demon. if it's a paper who cares anyway. <laughs> That's the name of my next book.
0: If it's a paper who cares anyway is kind of the the, the chorus of academic writing. In yeah, I, I think
2: I think I would I think I think maybe a hundred percent of everybody would agree with that statement. That's
0: so you could you two could write hundred and twenty papers in a year that no one would care about anyway. Correct. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, it's like you said, that's, I mean, he said you could put together 120 articles. I'm, I'm, the more I read this, the more I'm like 95% sure this is satire. Like he's, he's sort of feeding the people who are like, yeah, that's a great idea. We could totally do that. They're kind of maniacally off the wall. Uh, but. Yeah, I mean, who reads academic papers anyway? Like, I've been to ETS, you know, the Evangelical Theological Society. People don't even go listen to other people's papers half the yeah. time. There's just it's like a guy reading. It's like a guy reading to his TA, dude. So, it's, uh,
0: it's wild. Academic writing is kind of like cryptocurrency, in that it only matters if you get a whole bunch of people together who agree that it matters. You know what I mean? And like, maybe we need Matt Damon to do like a like a a a propagandish ad for like academic writing. When, Don't when
2: worry.
0: He he. W- he
1: can will. we? Yeah. Can, can we, can I ask a quick question? Oh. What the heck is Matt Damon wearing in that commercial? Yeah.
0: I, I've spent a lot of time thinking about what this commercial, commercial actually, uh, it's a commercial that you would have seen about 1200 times if you watched any televised sports, which I know you don't. Um, it's a commercial. I think it's for like, it's for like crypto. Oh, okay. No, I have it's, been- it's a, it's a propagandish cryptocurrency commercial because crypto only works if like X number of people believe that it's a thing that, that matters. So it's Damon. He's wearing, so Pipe will do a minute on what he's wearing as we describe it to Ronald. It's kind of used up old Damon. So they haven't done anything with his face to kind of make you think that he's not old. He's wearing a black T-shirt, I think and like black jeans or black pants it's very monochromatic on I his I think end. they're
1: like I think they're pleated they're like pleated black dress pants like you would have had to wear for like a high school choir uniform in the late 90s Yeah, it that's it
0: pipe it looks like a high school choir uniform like we're going to be a little fun and and playful up top you know we're going to let you wear a black t-shirt and then we're going to keep it formal from the waist down. So it's, it's Damon actually, y- yeah.
1: you know what it looks like? What? Did you, I mean, you guys, you guys were of a youth group era that might've overlapped with this, uh-huh. where you would do like evangelistic performances of some kind or mimes. Mm-hmm. And so it was like all black, but then you wore like, yeah. you know, everybody wore matching hats or something like that. And so it was all, you know, cheesy as I'll get. He looks like that. Yeah. It's like the, the The Christian show choir evangelistic <laughs> mind guy. Dude, that's
0: that. so spot on. It's so 1,000% spot on, Pipe. So it's Damon wearing that, and he's walking down this, like, futuristic corridor, and on either side of him are images of, like, manned space flight for the first time or, like, a dude scaling Mount Everest or, like, the Wright brothers – like learning to fly an airplane for the first time. And then it cuts to Damon basically being like crypto is the same as this, right? So investing in crypto is on the same level as manned space flight. And if you don't do it, you're going to be left behind. And it's the weirdest ad. And um, and it's weird that it's Damon. I want to do a minute on it being Damon because I think Damon is about to take the like – America's de facto secular pastor belt from Tom Hanks, like the older sweetheart actor belt um, is about to go to Damon. What do you
2: what do you guys think about that, mm-hmm. especially in light of this ad? Well, he's getting killed on this ad, by the way. So I'm reading an article oh, yes. from The okay. New York Post, and he's just getting he's just getting brutalized. Eviscerated. OK, yeah. why? What well, why would like the secular media kill him on this ad? Um, because I think they just say it's so cringeworthy. The whole thing yeah. is so cringeworthy. Like you basically, uh, why? How you guys are describing it? Yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, it's stupid. And like all but... the lines he's giving are just these, like, just ridiculously like cliche. Like then there are others who embraced the moments and come, Yeah, you know. What I mean? Yeah. Right. Right.
0: It's it's like it was so, obviously so a stupid.
2: cash grab. They obviously gave him a bunch of crypto to do the ad, right? So sure. Yeah. And, I don't, Uh, you know, that's his his agent just like making a bad call and saying, hey, we can make a lot of money on this. But dude, when you have that kind of money, you got to be a little more choosy because you don't need the money anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, but I bet I bet this was his way to be like, I bet he would, you know, he'd been talking to all of his friends, you know, crypto is the is the mid-level marketing scheme for men uh, per an earlier discussion of ours. And uh, I'm sure, you know, he was sitting around. He's like, man, how do I get in on this thing? You know, he's got a bunch of guys who are like, 17 miles deep and he's like i can't i don't understand anything you're saying and then crypto.com reaches out to his agent and we're like they're like we'll pay him in crypto yeah so it's basically speculative pay it could be worth negative a thousand dollars it could be worth zero dollars it could be worth 17 million dollars in five minutes who knows and so he's like okay sure and he's savvy enough to know that this will be something that he can look back on and laugh in six months because nobody remembers six months ago. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. it'll, uh, it, he's, he is Teflon and he probably got paid speculatively in what could be an, in, like the biggest payday ever for him. And
2: Damon's kind of like a, like, you know, that thing that he does with, uh, you know, who's the late show guy, you know, that kind of that, that mock feud that he has with uh, Kimmel. Um, yeah. Like he's a, he's yeah. a guy that yeah. doesn't mind being the brunt of a joke either. Mm-hmm. Like he has kind of thick skin. It yeah, it's a like. good it's a good space to inhabit, actually. Yeah, like, and so he he's for, not he doesn't he doesn't take it all too serious, it looks like, and uh which has probably helped him a lot, you know, because he's made some he's made some clunky movies. I he just has, saw one. Dudes. I just saw one last night called The Last Duel. <laughs> oh yeah, that got eviscerated. Oh, oh that it. looked so stupid. Oh, it was bad, you guys. It was I mean, it was bad, bad.
0: Yeah. 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 Huh. Um Man, I, I realize we're just, like, catching up on the phone now. I feel like I've been on a, a tremendous, like, media-watching hot streak in mm-hmm. that we watched the Lucille Ball movie on Prime, which was phenomenal. Aaron Sorkin wrote it. You guys should both watch it. I I would love to do an episode on it.
2: I saw the first like 30 minutes and then I kind of faded out a little bit, but maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll re-up.
0: Dude, re-engage. It's incredible. I mean, it has some really interesting. What's it called? uh, It's called Being the Ricardos and it's Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball, which you wouldn't think would work, but I think it does. And then Javier Bardem plays uh, Desi Arnaz. And it's just, it's.
1: Boy, you also wouldn't think that would work. I see Javier Bardem and I'm immediately like what psychotic killing thing is he going to do in this? Well, well I, tell you what, I mean,
2: he's, yeah, he he's felt incredible. more Ricky than she did Lucy though, man. I don't know how you felt yeah. about that. No, the no, Lucy I agree. The thing was still hard for me, even I agree. 30 minutes in, but, um, I really got into it on the level of, of what we talked
0: about today with the whole, like, performative marriage thing. Like, what do you do with your marriage when your marriage is also your, your payday? Yeah. And, um, I think it really worked on that level. And it, it did a really good thing. And this is all Aaron Sorkin just being an amazing screenwriter. And I've seen him do this with other movies where like at some level you're doing a biopic, but you're only you're taking a really small swath. So like one of the big mistakes that biopics usually make is like like the movie Ali did this, the Michael Mann Ali film, which I was so excited about. But they tried to tell like 10 years worth of Ali's story and it was too much. They should have just done one fight or one month or one aspect of his life and done it really well. And that's what this one did the structurally. It was like a week in the life of Lucille ball and Desi Arnaz making their show. And, um, it was really, really good. So I watched that. And then I watched through all of only murders in the building. Oh yeah. Um, have you guys seen that? Yeah, I saw that
1: about half, about halfway through it's I love it so far. Dude, Martin
0: short, He's maybe the most lovable television character ever <laughs> in that movie. I love him. Uh, I really enjoy him in this and uh, I enjoy the whole thing. So, yeah, that, that's what I've been watching. Which is,
1: And it's ironic because his character is specifically like unlovable. He's sort of yeah. just, you know, so self-centered, but also kind of vulnerable. It's, I don't know, Steve, Steve Martin and Martin Short are kind of comedically perfect. Can we actually... I don't know. They just. I, I, do they make mistakes? Can we
0: actually do a minute on what you just said? Because there, there was something fascinating in it. If a person is going to be self-centered, I want to know it right away. You know what I mean? I don't want it couched in like any layer of like faux humility or faux thoughtfulness or whatever. If I'm dealing with a self-centered person, I just want to know it. And then I could probably like that person. Like... If I encountered this Martin Short character in real life, I would for sure like him. But only if he wasn't trying to do some I'm a nice guy thing, too. You know, like he's a slime ball and he's a fun slime ball and
1: it works. You know what I mean? Take take note, large church pastors.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I guess um
1: yeah <laughs> if if you're going to be egotistical and terrible at least just wear it on your sleeve or just don't be a pastor.
2: at least have there, a s- are, sense of humor don't be
0: a pastor i think is the message there like there are tons of <laughs> other careers for you like america is as slimeball friendly as it's ever been like there are there are myriad other jobs that you could have just don't be a pastor that's that's all it's easy peace of cake. um yeah but I do love Martin Short's character.
2: And uh, I was really – I mean, Gomez is the one that shocks me in that because I just think, like, she's not ever done anything acting-wise that's really stood out. And then, like, yeah. somehow she gets cast with, like, Short and Martin, and you go, okay, somehow that really works, and it's the weirdest thing, and it's probably going to be her big breakout into, like, you know, into, you know, uh, you know, New Horizons for her in her acting career. But it was just kind of yeah. like – that was like a weird one for me, and i was like, I had no wow. experiences with her before this. What was she what I don't she think anybody
1: did well, she's just i mean you know she, well, she's i mean she
2: yeah, pipe what she
1: she's a musician and like a teen pop star, okay. so like uh and and does like I think she's done some like acting on i don't know Disney or those kinds of like mm-hmm. and that was kids, a long time ago a like, long time yeah. ago, yeah, tween shows, but like that's the on screen experience people have Cause she's her, like thirty so it's, now it's been
2: yeah, and so it's like it's been a long time yeah. and here she is coming back all kind of raw. And as a woman and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it really, it was like, Mm. I just wasn't expecting it. And it was like, oh, that's interesting, you know?
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I like, I like it. I like the whole thing.
1: Um, Man, she, yeah, she lucked into, I mean, talk about your acting break being like, all right, you get to, you're going to be in a comedy. You're like, I don't know if I'm comedic. You're like, no, you're the straight man next to two of the funniest people of the last 50 years. Yeah. How does that sound? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. and dude, I'll, and what's I'll crazy is, and then we're all gonna I mean, you
2: roll credits. She's an executive producer on the show. Yeah,
0: I mean, she's like the Steve Kerr on like the '90s Bulls. You know, just like stand in the corner, exactly what frees, I was thinking. For you me. know, um, 100%. yeah, she's the one too. That if I think if you were to rotate her out and replace her with almost anybody else, the the show wouldn't change that much. That's not a a slam. It's just you know it's Steve Martin and Martin Short show but uh but yeah th- it, it's a great springboard for her for sure um
2: all right anything else boys that Let's you want to talk end about Selena Gomez I say that's a great that's yeah, a great end point
0: for us it's the Selena Gomez episode it is um <laughs> 42 minutes on Selena Gomez <laughs> Uh,
1: it's been a good catch up, guys. Glad, uh, I'm glad we were able to chat through all the things that we've we've watched and enjoyed or not enjoyed. Yeah,
0: it's enjoyable. Um Yeah, we'll do it again in a week, as is our custom. Um at what point do we start probably after we sign the papers, right? Um do, does the big rollout happen where, you know. Our Everything show is sponsored. sponsored.
1: We reveal our, yeah, the big, the big pivot in our, the big pivot, our show. pivot. I, I think, after, hobby, yeah, hobby? after we've made an official agreement,
0: how long till we're doing a crypto commercial on, on behalf of this media? As soon as possible. Joining?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Black, black pleated pants, t shirt up top. I and think pleated. if it can happen before we record the last laugh at a T4G 22, I think we'll the be, last laugh will be sitting pretty. Gosh, it's the end of an era, boys. It um, is. We'll talk man. about that next week.
0: Oh, the memories, you know, gosh, we've, we've really gone places with the show, oh, man. By places. Just, I mean, I know two places, Louisville and a random church in Texas. And
2: just thinking about our partnership <laughs> all these years with Dever and Moeller. No, uh, it's been so rich. Oh, we all those we did Indianapolis. We did. Too. We did, we we did that day spa in Indianapolis. In no, we It's actually the funnest one. Yeah. To me. But let's, um, let's, let's make, let's keep it distinct. That's TGC. This is Team yeah. 4 g Oh yeah. I you know. mean, they're so different. And you know, there, will oh. be LMNOP next, next year. But yeah, I mean, then. we'll
0: have to we'll have to find a new conference circuit to catch on for our live shows. Oh, absolutely.
1: But, uh, oh, let's let's target the sing conference. What's that? In there we go. Then there we go. I, I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. And well, that's all that Ten thousand people long. here worshiping the Gettys. I mean, worshiping with the Gettys. My bad. Dude, that would be that, great. That sounds that like, that like
2: our crowd, a, too. That sounds just a, like a car ride a for lot me.
0: Crossover. Yeah. You barely have to leave the house pipe. That'd be lovely. Um. And there's lots of great photo opportunities for Ronnie and Melissa in Nashville. I mean, everybody wins on this
1: one. Um, how often do they do that? Like annually? I think it's I think it's annually. They the time changes or the the time of year changes because of. I mean, it, they've had to adjust it due to COVID. So I don't know when it is in 2022. Maybe the fall. Yeah. Uh So. Which is a good time to come to Nashville because it's it's slightly less than the surface of the sun temps. Yeah, so
0: I like this. Yeah. Um sure. we should we should seriously think about doing that. Um
2: do you think do you think we would pull how similar is our audience to like theirs? That's kind of what I wonder. I don't I'm not sure yeah. that we'd get the same it's all worship leaders, you know, oh, pastors. Okay, so sure. yeah, that it's a, it's a worship conference, but that um makes sense. I don't know. It might it, I I would think we would get more from a T four G or a TGC, but that that's just speculative.
1: But see, here's the thing. We, we always get people who drive in for shows a few hours, you yeah. know, like two, three, four hours. And, like, it's about two, to two and to a half, three hours from Nashville to Louisville. Yeah. So that would be the top end. But, like, we could draw from Birmingham, maybe even people from, like, Atlanta. Yeah. You know, it's that's, that's a little bit further, but it, you, you can get in and sure. out. Sure. So. I like this. It's a possibility.
0: Here's a blisteringly hot take to end on. Are the Gettys the Chip and Joanna Gaines of the worship industry? Oh. Gosh, that's good radio. Oh,
2: that is mm. really good radio. I would oh. say I would say given that there is no, no nothing exists in that category, they <laughs> they would at least well there 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 are other duos though, Pipe, right? There's yeah. there's other like husband and wife like worship duos. So, mm-hmm. but the Gettys would be kind of at the top
1: yeah,
0: of the of the food chain. I would think so. I would think so.
2: Yeah,
1: they would be they would be close. The Irish accent is like if they don't have charm, they have an Irish accent. Yeah. So it's kind of like charm.
0: Yeah, that's, a, that's immediate built-in charm, um, even if you don't have it. That's a real advantage in that industry.
1: Um, yeah, yeah.
0: That's like being tall and, and wanting to be a basketball player. You know, you're just – you're halfway there. Uh, boys, we've done what we always do in this program, in that we've wandered to and fro throughout the, the gains industry, crypto ads, academic writing, and what we're watching on television. And until
2: next time.
1: The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to resonaterecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with.